from a dead man. Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, uh, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, nerve tag, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public. Um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I just say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behavior.
first off, after reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Boom. Yes, working. Doc's uh, crawled straight out of bed. Got a cup of coffee. And just, I am trying to uh, restore nicotine levels to functional. And uh, I have Walter waiting in the wings. Let me just uh, admit. Boom. And uh, we shall begin. Excuse me whilst I huff deeply on uh, and cope my lungs in polyethylene glycol. Walter, how are you, sir? Good. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm. How should we say? I'm. I'm just roused from my pit, and uh, no doubt you've had a uh, fine cuisine of a meal and some uh, obscure named Cuban cigar. And well, nic- it was a. What was that? Sorry. I was going to say I, I'm. I'm desperately trying to get my nicotine levels up. So <laughs> you're you're uh, you're ahead of me. I'm afraid. I had a uh, Nicaraguan cigar tonight. Oh, Nicaraguan. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me whilst I uh, inhale uh, extremely deeply on my... Oh, uh, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's been too long, my friend. And I've seen you've been very, very busy on Twitter. Um, it's always uh, I say, <laughs> a trail of black pills to swallow and follow. Um, so what's up? Well, I... I've just been, uh, as you know, continuing to to research, and uh, I, I made two really interesting and I think important discoveries over the past couple of weeks. Um, one being how the spectral team mimics Hutchinson-Guilford progeria syndrome. So we all know 
the that, early the early aging um, syndrome that, where the kids just turn. Well, it's terrible looking disease, right? Um, when you uh, see the two year like, olds, absolutely, and where the average uh, life expectancy is thirteen or fourteen years. Mm, yeah, yeah, and. The interesting thing, and it's because of me being a composer that I was able to to discover this, because in music, there's something called the transposition, where you can get the same thing. Hey, don't thing. get all technical on me at uh, this hour <laughs> of the day. <laughs> I'm joking. I have no idea what a transposition is, but uh, I can, um, I guess, some overlaying of uh, instruments or notes. Well, it's where one thing can be called something else, but it's still the same thing. For instance, D sharp, the note, is actually the very same note as E flat. So um, if you look yeah, that's... at a keyboard, the note D sharp is actually the exact same note as E flat. So this, and you uh, can, I, th you just, can... just as a, an aside, <laughs> I mean, my, my understanding was that that harmonic scale was that you know it had different uh frequencies the of the sinusoidal wave that sound would make and i've i presumed that they were all subtly different was that not the case well, then well they are but the notes themselves can be called different things so and you can transpose something that's played in c major can be played the exact same way in a major in other words, it just is transposed from a C major to A major, but it's still the same piece. It's just that one's being played in C major, and the same piece is being transposed to A major, but it's still the same piece. Mm -hmm. Just like hutchinson guilford progeria syndrome, progerin is what causes hutchinson guilford progeria syndrome. It's that mutation in the laminae protein where it doesn't, um, it, it's cleaved incorrectly and you end up with progerin instead of laminate because it's not, it's not cleaved correctly. And the spike protein by tr transposition, um, so instead of the C major Hutchinson progeria syndrome, you have caused by progerin, you have it transposed to A major where the spike protein is causing the exact same pathology that progerin is causing and that i think and um i will i will if you can bring this up i will send you the uh, uh you can share screen if you um like to or or, or send it to me it's, it's up to you i think it's better to send it because it's better your screen share is much better than mine because you can get it into the um here we are I want to look at the post one second. Here we go. Okay. So here's the post. Where's chat? Uh, bottom. I don't know. Aren't, aren't you an Apple user? Things are always messed up with. Uh... Oh, I'm a PC user. Oh, okay. Well, there goes that joke. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do this. 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 stack and um i'm guessing your visual algorithm at the top there we can um work with that um rather than the... that's all the figures in there 
So we've got epigenetic alterations and from 12 o'clock round uh, clockwise loss of proteostasis, altered intercellular communication, stem cell exhaustion, deregulated nutrient sensing, cellular senescence, chondria dysfunction, a good friend, genome instability. And um, uh, didn't we have epigenetic alterations twice there? No, just in the middle. Um, okay. Uh, yes, so what I see there is, um, of course, natural aging on the right, a slow drip feed towards the inevitable um, that we all, we're all on, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's, uh, it is inevitable, Mr. Anderson. Um, yes. And, of course, the, uh, I'm glad it's a small picture, but the, uh, uh, how do you say it? Uh, Prigoria, is it? Baby at the bottom. It always looks so tragic. Um, but, yes, um, essentially, there's no uh, sand clock. It's all accelerated, and um, they get that very... Oof. I can't imagine what goes through their poor little minds uh, uh, in a condition like that. It must be terrible. And, yeah, I couldn't imagine facing that. Mm. And if you scroll down to cardiovascular, the first uh, subheading, mm. um, this is from a paper. Um, Are there common mechanisms between the hutchinson gilford progeria syndrome and natural aging? And what it what it says is, um, and I'll read the quote, cardiovascular disorders are widely believed to be among the most characteristic diseases of advanced age. Similarly, such disorders are among the most typical features of the progerin-induced accelerated aging, probably due to the accumulation of progerin in arterial walls. So this is exactly what the spike protein does. It accumulates in the arterial walls. So it is having the exact same effect as progerin and hutchinson gilford progeria syndrome. And if you scroll down a bit further um, from the paper, discordant anti-SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and RNA staining and cutaneous perniotic lesion suggests endothelial deposition of cleaved spike protein. So there you have it. It's the exact same mechanism. Instead of progerin being deposited into the arterial walls, it's the cleave spike protein. Um, do they distinguish between the S1 and S2 subunit, or is it um, a mixed bag? That uh, That is a very good question. Um, and funnily enough... I believe it's the S2 subunit, but it could be both. Um, there was a paper out... Let me see if I can find it. Uh, um, goddamn censorious environments, and we have to be very careful with our um, where we put stuff. But there was a new new paper out. I say it was it was at least Nature Publishing Group, and they'd done a good job of looking for um, 
the uh, uh, art, um, artery infection and the role of atherosclerotic plaques. I think mm -hmm. if I if I remember and do with it though, and it, there was a transitional type or, or immune cell. Like what do they call them? Fuzzy, fuzzy type immune cells. Foamy, foamy type immune cells. It was. The foam, right? The foamy ones. Yes. Yeah. And okay, I've got the news medical article. Then I can probably from there get to the. Yes, this one. SARS CoV 2 infects coronary vessels, inducing plaque inflammation. Now, would there be much difference between that paper and this one, which you've linked to? Let's see. Well, I'm, I'm referencing the deposition of a protein, and that's an immune infiltrate. So they are. They may be causing similar results, but it's two different mechanisms. Could we not look at this? I remember us looking at a non-English World Health Organization on a previous stream. Is this, have we looked at this before? Uh, the site may have had papers referenced, but the paper can be found on the uh, on this own publishing platform. Okay. Um. How old is this? This is 2021. Okay. Um, so three of six cases showed positive labeling of endothelial cells with one of three cases with sufficient depth also having labeling of eccrine glands using anti-spike SARS-CoV-2 antibody. Here is the paper on the publisher website, Wiley. easier to read um so my reading of the conclusion here is that they well obviously that they find the spike protein but it seems it seems they're still fishing for methods at this stage to um determine what's the best way to to go about this but is there anything else that um the audience should be honing in on with this paper. Is, what, what's that? Is that uh, is there a figure or is there something you should be? Please direct me with this paper. Um, do you want me to share screen? I sort of have a split sure. screen just because uh, otherwise it's just all paper and we're tiny in the corner. And um, I, I thought the chat would prefer well that is just causing the inflammation in in the arteries the same way progerin is okay um but is is this not a generalizable um immune cascade uh, as richard likes to call it inflammothrombotic or as many people call it cytokine cytokine cascade um well no it's not a cytokine it, it's caused by the spike protein the same way that in how do you think Ilford is caused by progerin but in this case it's caused by the spike protein 
I'm trying to I'm trying to work out the difference though between because I'm I'm presuming the progerin must have uh, an immune uh, cytokine signaling that goes with it that must cause the aging, right? If it was if it's just a peptide being deposited and is a gen generally inert, then you're not going to have the inflammation which would. Well, no, it's causing the arth the atherosclerotic lesions. So it must be causing some inflammation. Though. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and if you look at the paper on, how do I? Uh, okay, this one. This one. This paper, Frontiers. So are this there common right mechanisms between Hutchison, Guilford? Yes, that's here? the paper, correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I think this one is probably a key one just to get, get people. Absolutely. Um, to frame uh, the data that we're going to be diving into. So it's quite a lengthy abstract, but I'll, I'll read it out for people. So progerin acts as a dominant factor that leads to multiple morphological anomalies of cell nuclei and disturbances in heterochromatin organization, mitosis, DNA replication and repair, and gene transcription. Progerin-positive cells are present in primary fibroblast cultures obtained from the skin of normal donors at advanced ages. Well, that's depressing. These cells display HGPS, uh, so the progerin-like defects in nuclear morphology decreased H3K9, ME3, and HP1, and increased histone H2AX phosphorylation marks of the DNA damage loci inhibition progerin induction in cells of aged non-HGPS donors in vivo increases the proliferative activity of H3K9, ME3. So I'm unsure of the significance of H3K9, ME3. That's the pejorin protein here. What's what's the well? The, that transcript. That's not the the point of the two similarities that I'm pointing out mm. in my post. Okay. Um, for instance, the the other similarity, if you look at um. So progerin expression in normal human fibroblasts accelerates loss of telomeres. Changes in laminar organization may directly affect telomere attrition, resulting in accelerated replicative senescence and progeroid phenotypes. Chronological aging in normal individuals and the premature aging in HGPS patients are mediated by similar changes in the activity of signaling pathways, including downregulation of DNA repair, chromatin organization and upregulation of our good friend ERK, mTOR, GHIGF1, MAPK, TGF, beta, and mitochondrial dysfunction. Multiple epigenetic changes are common to premature aging in HGPS and natural aging. Recent studies showed that epigenetic systems could play an active role with drivers of both forms of aging. It may be suggested that these systems translate the effects of various internal and external factors into universal molecular hallmarks, largely common between natural and accelerated forms of aging. Now, um, this will be controversial, what I say next. Drugs acting at both natural aging and HGPS are likely to exist. For example, vitamin D3 reduces 
Rotary reproduction and alleviates most HTPS features and also slows down epigenetic aging in overweight and obese non-HGPS individuals with suboptimal vitamin D status. If you just and excuse me tie-in. for a moment, I'm just about to go and take some vitamin D. Um. Yes, but this is this is the other tie-in, mm. is that vitamin D3 not only ameliorates the spike protein's effects, just as it ameliorates the effects of progerin and HGPS. Mm. And if you scroll down through this article, you'll find the cardiac reference to progerin being deposited. So this is about progerin production. Let me let me get the article up myself, and I can show you the relevant yeah. section. Change gene expression. I think I'm honing but, in on it. And then and then I will show you the next um, the next similarity between the spike protein and progerin. Say anything specific for cardiac? No cardiac mentioned in that paper. Spelt it right, yeah. Now, you know, there's a heated debate on my Discord and in the community about the um, utility of vitamin D. That um, vitamin D is essentially an immune suppressor. And so by there's a fine balance between taking, supplementing with vitamin D and... Um, suppressing an immune response that you would need to mount by the way um here it is right here if you could please uh mechanisms of progen induced pathogenesis cardiovascular disorders are um the deposition of progerin the accumulation of progen in arterial walls is right there so mechanisms of progen induced pathogenesis Yes. It's about a fifth of the way down, and it is the one to the third paragraph. Molecular mechanisms of progerin production. Uh, next one, that mechanism, it, this yeah, third paragraph here. Okay. Yeah. And this is a similar to the spike routine. Cardiovascular disorders, right there. All right, so I'll read that out. Cardiovascular disorders are widely be- believed to be among the most characteristic diseases of advanced age. Similarly, such disorders are among the most typical features of the progerin-induced accelerated aging, probably due to the accumulation of progerin in arterial walls, similar to the age-associated cardiovascular pathology. There are atherosclerotic plaques and other kinds of damages in HGPS arteries. Large quantities of progerin are accumulating in arterial walls of HGPS patients. Some progerin production also occurs in the coronary artery of normal elderly individuals and tends to increase with age. However, this small progressive accumulation of progerin presents small chronic damage, plays a role in cardiovascular pathologies associated with natural aging. It's still unclear. It would be appropriate to study progerin accumulation dynamics in non-HGPS persons with the low versus the high risk of cardiovascular pathology. Hmm. Um, it seems to me that uh, I'm surprised that it's not a whole bunch of... How old is this? I mean, it's Frontiers. It must be relatively recent. But um, 
you know, it's not like there aren't hundreds of thousands of cardiovascular researchers on the planet. Um, you'd think that there would be a solid literature base, and it, there's not. Um, it may well be that the gradual accumulation of progerin, even at low levels in vascular cells, leads to an increase in cell death events and chronic inflammation response to oxidative stress and other kinds of damage. Atherosclerosis could be a consequence of these processes. Of course, this suggestion needs to be experimentally verified. Mm. Now, um, laminin A, in my mind, I mean, it's a connective tissue peptide, if I remember. No, it's the, uh, it's the structure of the, of the nuclear membrane. Okay. There you go. Stand corrected. And the... So that's not being formed correctly, and so the ability of the nucleus to wind properly um, is is disrupted in this instance. Well, it, it, and that's part that's the other part of this. But the point is that when the gene responsible for creating lamina is mutated as in the case of hgps instead of creating lamin a progerin is created and then this is deposited into the endothelium and that's the difference so it's not only a question of the nuclear membrane being malformed and deformed it's also a question of the resultant protein which is not useful for creating the nuclear membrane being deposited into the arterial walls. So the question, this is all very new to me. So the question I would have is um, lamin, laminin A is, what's the structural similarities if you were just to sort of take an aerial or you know, molecular view of uh, progerin and laminin A? Is well, it, laminin A is what lines the inside of the nucleus membrane, right? The lining of the yeah, inside I'm talking, of the nuclear membrane. Yeah, I'm talking the molecular um, pattern of the peptide. So you're saying progerin is um, replacing uh, mm. or being deposited instead of laminin A. Is is progerin like a pre... I don't uh, quite understand how this is. This talk is, is, is rather... Um, it's not like the other conversations we've had. Oh, I'm just, uh, because it's so new to me. Do I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm trying to explain things, and I'm being. Um, oh, please, uh, please go ahead, because I, I'm. I'm uh, tempted to end the call. I mean, I don't. This is very different from other conversations we've had. Oh no, I'm just, um, uh, I'm just lost in the, uh, in the detail. I'm trying the... to explain something, and you are, and you, like you said, there's no cardiovascular reference in this paper, and there's enormous cardiovascular reference in this paper. Yeah, that's weird because I did search cardio, and it. So up. I'm not quite sure what is happening. This is unlike any other conversation you've had. Yeah, I, I, look, Derek, Derek comes <laughs> up now and uh, it says two of 17. It didn't, I'm, I must have done a spelling mistake. So um, like I said, I've, I've just rolled out of bed, dude. So um, please uh, push ahead. Thank you. Um, the, the other similarity to... Um, Yes, I'm sorry, Kevin, but you know this is quite um, because I put a lot of work into this, and you have basically were cutting down everything I've been saying initially up to this point, and um, I come on this to show work. No, that no, don't worry, just 
Um, and you and for you to say that there's no cardiovascular reference in this paper. Yeah, but it, I must have done a spelling mistake when I tried to search for cardio and I got a zero. Like I say, my eyes are still a little blurry and I'm still fighting that uh, need to go and get glasses. So bear with me. So um, the other similarity that the spectrophilia has with the mutated form of laminate is the nuclear damage. Um, because, and again, I will reference this paper. The one we're looking at? Oh, oh, no, this is another one. This is about the DNA damage and the accelerated aging in HGPS. So nuclear membrane in a mouse model. Now, the spike protein also causes nuclear membrane ruptures just as the mutated form of laminate in HGPS. So that's the other similarity as to how the spike protein is causing the same type of accelerated aging found in, H in HGPS. Go on. So right here, if we look at this paper, SARS-CoV-2 in the nucleus. And if you can bring up this quote from that paper, you'll see that the spike protein also causes nuclear rupture the exact same way that the mutated laminate does in HGPS. So these are two very big similarities between HGPS and spike protein pathology. Um, just uh, bear with me whilst I just bring this up. I just want to... Uh, here, yeah, protein structural and mechanistic basis of progeroid laminopathies, and I'm I'm trying to, um, like I say, it's completely outside of my area of expertise, and I'm hoping this is just going to be a. I'll just go off the abstract. So progeroid laminopathies are characterized by the premature appearance of certain signs of physiological aging in the subset tissues. Well, may, may, I, may I stop you for a second? Sure. Um, I'd like to discuss, I don't know why we're bringing in this paper when I would like to discuss Because I'm, I'm right? still, I'm still trying to, uh, I, I don't understand enough of the, uh, the disorder itself. And I'm just trying to get a, um, a, a big, uh, aerial view of what it is we're honing in on. And, so I've got that we're looking at cellular membrane breakdown. I'm trying to um, understand the role of laminin because the, the nuclear membrane is, I mean, it's, this must be a functional protein within what's essentially my understanding is, a, it, again, you've got a um, phospholipid uh envelope around 
nuclear. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out why the why it would cause such rapid rapid aging. And I guess maybe well, because the la the lamina is the lining hmm. within that, and what happens is that it ruptures the membrane. Therefore, DNA is damaged because DNA is pushed out into the cytoplasm. Right. That's the whole problem. Okay. This is the whole problem with with the laminopathy is that mm. what provides the structural integrity of that membrane is not okay. formed. Okay, it's it's not therefore it blebs, therefore it ruptures, mm. and the DNA therefore is damaged or even put out into the cytoplasm. So that's what's happening. Okay, okay, it's starting to make a lot more sense to me now. Oh, um, good. Okay. And um, yes, carry on. So, Spike SARS-CoV-2 is doing the same thing to the nuclear membrane, and so he's doing the same thing to the membrane. Exactly, he is causing the rupture of the membrane. Now, it's not doing it through the, the through the um, lack of structure; it's destroying the structure. But the end result is the same, which would be the leakage of DNA into the cytoplasm. Correct. And, um, uh, as it says right here, these blebs protrude from the nuclear lamina and ruptured. See, so see, instead of the lamina itself being compromised, which it is de facto from the damaged um, structure from the mutated gene that produces lamina, therefore the structure isn't there. That's genetic. This is damage but it's the same result in the sense that the blood protrude as it says right here from the paper these bloods protrude from the nuclear lamina and rupture leading to the release of dna to the cytoplasm which is the exact same thing that happens in hgps mm. which is why we're seeing the accelerated aging so we have two mechanisms directly the same as hgps that the spike protein is inducing one is the deposition of progerin well of spike protein into the arterial wall instead of progerin but it's the same effect and then the other is that instead of a genetic defect causing the lamina to rupture and the release of, the of DNA into the cytoplasm, the spike protein is causing it. So you, again, transposition is the exact same song being played, but it's different mechanisms. Right. One is now, now, C major. Now I'm following. Is, now you, I'm okay, following. thank you. I'm so, <laughs> thank you, Kevin. It just threw me because usually you're very supportive of my work. It's uh, <laughs> just laminopathies and uh, progerin. Are, uh, look, I put I, a lot I, of work into this. So. Yes, yes. Um, the... Hours and hours studying this. And so I, I know, I believe I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so um, thank you. This is much better. Okay. Um, yeah, it's so... Um, I'm trying to think how that would step into atherosclerosis because, you know, in my mind, that's just a buildup of cholesterol due to, well, there's arguments about why the cholesterol would be building up. Is it sort of trying to? Well, it's two different things because there is the, the structural damage. Well, so you have the lack of integrity of the nuclear membrane due to the due to the damage from the mutated laminae and not having the structural integrity mm. but there's also the protein which is created when laminae is not cleaved correctly which is progerin so you have two things you have the protein progerin being present 
in the bloodstream being deposited into the arterial wall. And then you have the structural defects of the lamina. So it's it's two different things, if that makes sense. Uh, y- yes, I, I see the... Um, I see how they rhyme. Um, I'm trying to scan this abstract here. Do they no, have that's a, fine. Uh, do they have a clear mechanism of why SARS is degrading the nuclear membrane in this instance? Or is it just the observation that they see signals from nuclear damage? We can, if, you, if you scroll up in the... Uh, if, if you go to the chat, the, uh, the quote from the paper I put in, because nuclei in the future, this is from the, I, and here's the mechanism you're looking for. If you can please look at that quote I just pasted in the chat. Interaction between the S protein and ACE2 cannot only mediate virus entry, but also induce cell-cell fusion, resulting in the formation of syncytia, cells with multiple nuclei. Nuclei in the few cells have lower levels of lamin AC. So this is the mechanism you were looking for. That's it right there. Okay. If that helps. Um, it, it's helping fill in some dots and uh, some concepts here. Um, See, the major contributor to mechanical property of the nucleus and have evident nuclear membrane blebs containing DNA. And this is exactly what happened in HGPS. The DNA is released into the cytoplasm. The exact same thing. Now, my my understanding would be that the... DNA accumulation in cytoplasm, I mean, it should be um, cleared up. You have DNAs in the cytoplasm for to, to stop that type of thing. I wonder if they're um, shut down in some fashion. Oh, well, no, I presume the, they're the, just swamped. Actually. Its integrity is completely degraded, and of course it can't be accessed, and there's a million issues with it. Mm-mm, yeah. Hmm. Yes, what uh, what wonderful black pills you bring every time, Walter. What can I say? <laughs> so um, now the, the the obvious difference here, of course, would be that as uh, pejoria is a genetic disease, this would um, basically be present in essentially, I, I would presume, all cells have the potential. That's why that's why they look so odd. Put it mildly. Whereas in SARS, in theory, it should be limited to the um, areas. The cells of the spike protein. Right. Yes, gets in. Correct. Absolutely correct. I suppose if there's hope here, since we're not dealing with a a genetic defect, we're dealing with something that is introduced, which can therefore be removed. Now, of course, if the body continues to produce spike protein forever and ever, be it by mRNA, be it by infection. I mean, again, if, if spike protein is, is ubiquitous and is not degraded or is continually produced, then I'm worried that this, in effect, over time, achieves the same result. Mm. And did you see this paper, which came out recently... It was PET imaging study, this one, multimodal molecular imaging. And uh, multimodal molecular imaging reveals tissue-based T-cell activation and viral RNA persistence for up to two years following COVID. 
19. Yes. You've seen this paper, yeah. This, this... Yes, I have seen this paper. And this is, again, a concern because mm. it goes back to, you know, whereas HGPS is caused by a genetic defect, which obviously is not, at least we don't have the ability to correct it now. But if you have a protein causing the same issues and it's being continually produced, then over time, you end up with the same result. Now, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a, just within my domain, this transposition concept, just, just so I can concretize it for myself and sure. people listening. So um, I've spoke about this a lot. So you can have something called multi-system atrophy mm -hmm. and then what they call idiopathic Parkinson's disease. Now, the outward appearance looks very similar. It's very, very difficult for a clinician to tell the difference uh, between them, except, well, these days it's a, a little more easier with imaging techniques that are available. But in, historically, the only real test that they had was what your response to L-DOPA. And if your Parkinson's went away with challenge with L-DOPA, they would say, Oh, you've you've got idiopathic canonical Parkinson's. If you're unresponsive and Parkinson's symptoms remain, you tend to be on this accelerated um, decline that is um, well. It's it's bad news if you get that. And the uh, the other one which has come up recently is the senator. I've forgotten her name. A woman diagnosed with she, oh fine a, oh not feinstein she, she, not she was deep in the grave <laughs> no yeah, she was yeah, relatively young um i want to say she she would just turn 50 maybe and she was uh so she was being used as a sort of um anti-vaccine advertisement because boom she got a bunch of shots she then develops parkinson's she was like oh you know she does a TV appearance and what have you to sort of reassure uh, constituents that oh young young person onset Parkinson's it's it happens you can have a long um, active period before uh, before having to medically retire I'm, and she's like I'm going to do my best to say uh, to work for my constituents but her symptom profile I I've, I took one look at her and I was like no she's toast right she's not lasting. Um, I said, if I'm a follower, like a year, I said, but literally three, four months later, turns out she's got supranuclear palsy, which is like a sort of uh, a, the forward acting multisystem atrophy like condition with Parkinson's. So it affects uh, like frontal lobes and um, uh, midbrain nuclei more aggressively than um, brainstem nuclei like multisystem atrophy does. And um yeah it's just um the, the presentation can be you have to understand the underlying pathophysiology in order you can't just look at something and say oh that's that you have to yeah oh, absolutely so um we obviously have in some a uh, RNA uh, persistence and I think 
Well, you're you're the expert in the spike protein persistence. Do you have a paper that we could pull up just to support this for the? Well, I well, I wasn't prepared to talk about this. I okay. was. Uh, I just yeah. wanted. I just wanted to sort of hammer home. I don't have papers at the tip. You right. know, but if I know you wanted to talk about it. I would have had. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I would be very happy to talk about it if I could prepare for mm. it. Um, but no, I don't. I don't just have you know papers lying around i can just pull up yeah i mean i could i could search for them but i was hoping you'd but i'm i'm i mean what did you want i i was i had come on here to talk about i don't know what you would like to talk about um well just to continue i'm trying to like say in my mind fill out what it is that we're looking at so um we've touched on the um this transposition so we're we're bleeding dna into uh, cytoplasm that's going to cascade and where do we where do we go from here and on top of that progerins being uh as progerin the spike protein is being deposited into the arterial wall creating the same effect there as well as hgps the the, the, the whole point is that the spike protein causes accelerated aging and this is two more examples of how that happens. That's the that's the point. Yeah, which has been and, one of your um, premises for a long time. Accelerated for aging. for years. Yes. Yeah, for almost three years now. That and that's what I wrote the paper um, with Montagnier on was the spike protein causing accelerated aging. So we we wrote a paper on that two years ago, a little over two years ago at this point. So this is a continuation of that work, that the spike protein causes accelerated aging. And I'm now getting into the nitty-gritty of into the finer mechanisms, the details. of it. When we wrote the paper in 2021, we saw it, but we didn't know the mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So now I'm defining the mechanisms that cause the accelerated aging from the spike protein. So this is sort of filling in the details and the mechanisms. In other words, we saw it happening, but but how? And now I'm answering, this is how it, in this case, it mimics HGPS in two ways, by the rupturing of the nucleus and by the deposition of a protein that causes aging of the vasculature into the, into the endothelium. So that's my point with this post, and I think that this is a very important piece of information that everyone can use. Again, as I say, the good news is that it's not a genetic issue where the body is forever doomed to have the lamin A issue. This is caused by the spike protein. So it could become an issue like a genetic one if the spike protein is omnipresent, if it never goes away, if it's continually produced. That I think is what we need the next answer to is as that paper you pointed out, the the persistence of it, Mm. how long does it persist for? Does it ever stop? Now, in the case of mRNA, I know there was a paper that showed for as long as they did the study in some people, it was still being produced. And why is it produced in some and not others? That's another question I want to look at. Mm. Why are some people having it and why are some not? So there must be a genetic component to that. What is it? For some people to be producing it 
you know, as long as the study went and some not. Why and who and yeah, what people. I, I think it's just down to the tapestry of um, humans, right? There's an, it's an axiom that some go to heart disease, some go to cancer, some go to neurodegeneration. And why? Why is that? And you know, I'm. I have to presume that some people are just going to be susceptible to, you know, deposition reservoirs, um, you know, the gut. Someone sent me a link yesterday. Just um, see if I can find it. I mean, it's, it was an old paper. I'd seen it before, but just about in the gut, how they were detecting. This was months and months later. I want to say. Like they'd had like a seven-month window where they were finding um, what would be spike products and molecular markers in the gut. And I want to say the T-cell paper code. The gut was a big thing. I, although I focused on the uh, brain and the brainstem regions i want to say that gut was a big factor yeah right colon uh and that's disturbing uh, um lumbar marrow <laughs> spinal yes. cord oh. hmm well Again, I just, you know, what, I don't want to, I don't want to black pill everyone for too much. And we can just, we can just say that there's just going to be a cohort that's susceptible right now. And perhaps, yeah, it's the same prescription in my mind. Avoid unnecessary spike exposure. And so oh, that, absolutely. So that would mean, um, avoid the, uh, Gene transfection. Hmm. I think what we also need to to determine um, is there viral persistence with, you know, in other words, is it something we need to worry about moving forward with the new variants? Are are do these have viral persistence? Hmm. Um, XBB, air, you know, errors, all these new variants coming out. I guess XBB at this point could be considered an old variant, perhaps. But still, do these do these variants? In other words, is it something that, as the virus evolves, we don't have to worry about as much? And that's something else we need to look at. Or is it something we have to worry about more? I I don't know. We don't we don't know the issue of uh, or the status of viral persistence regarding the more recent. Um, the more recent strains well there's there was recent work out which basically said that you know the neurotropism is a factor and of course once you're in the central nervous system um that's always a difficult reservoir to get at but you know th this this paper that's on the screen here um points to a, a wide tissue distribution with respect to persistence and um, 
I will make the assumption that this is from which variants do they say? Yeah, what year is? When did this come out? Yeah, well, this is this year, this paper, but um, so July. So it could be XBB. I don't know what's what. Let's see if I can just scan this real quick. Uh, oh, RNA in rectus sigmoid lamina propria tissue in all these participants ranging from 158 676 days I, I i mean i i would i would presume there are multiple variants included in this not that not that they um tested for it but that that would have to be the presumption well but, yeah this is uh, and this is again my concern is that if the acute symptoms are now that of a head cold, fine. But if we're still dealing with these long-term symptoms in terms of neurotropism, in terms of DNA damage, in terms of endothelial dysfunction, that's obviously concerning. So is it that the acute phase is simply a head cold, but that we're dealing with yeah, these, very these... severe consequences yeah. Surreptitious disease the mechanisms is the technical phrase that people use. And so you've had the exposure and then, okay, you, you think you're shaking it off, but there it's kicked off a bunch of processes that take months to years to, to show. Right. And <clears throat> they... Just like HIV. <laughs> right, right. And it's a the, very mild, if anything, at first. Yeah, yeah. If if you get a fever, it's um, it can be brushed off as uh, you got a a cold, um, and I I would like to understand more about how the spike protein is attacking the nuclear membrane. Seems seems pretty because that's something that you could basically make an intervention with right exactly mm. absolutely and has have have you put out one of your cheerful friday <laughs> notes i'm hoping so <laughs> uh not on that yet but no, okay it, but it is true but it is true that it translocates to the nucleus because it has the uh, translocation signal so mm. it does translocate to the nucleus yes but you're right that is something that can be interrupted absolutely well, that that that's what they reckon ivermectin is doing, right? Um, uh, yes, very possibly. But oof. yeah, it's so it comes down to length of length of time tissues exposed, types of tissues that are exposed, and the. So I was talking with Charles yesterday, and um, he he was. He was showing that the uh, well, the insertions that were suspicious, that sort of raised alarm bells at the beginning, that they were they were they were maintaining themselves over over long periods. Now, I don't I'm not sure his um, his charts went up to Omicron, but. Um, I mean the we have to be suspicious about the 
purine cleavage, and I know that overlaps with the nuclear localization signal. So Absolutely. Indulge me just um, a second. Furin sure. cleavage Omicron. Uh, okay, so maybe this one seems to mention it. Again, it's it's such a fast-changing environment that work. Why? Too many. Try reloading it. It says too many redirects. There you go. Um, this was a different one. SARS-CoV-2 Omicron. Oh, okay. This is a immune escape variant with an altered cell entry pathway. Mm, okay. <laughs> Omicron BA1, BA2 did not induce cells in titia in vitro and favored transmembrane series 2 independent endosomal entry pathway. Mm. Now, again, it, it, may, it may be that this, uh, that the, pathogenicity is diluting somewhat this so uh, we had a virologist on yesterday mary and she, she was sort of saying how how that is axiomatic and not axiomatic that's the wrong way of putting it but often they will move from being very very um pathogenic to favoring transmission and being more benign um, Probably central dogma is, mm. um, yeah, better than axiomatic, right? That viruses just tend to do that. Absolutely. Um, okay, so it, it may be it may be somewhat good news in this respect that um, the emergent states that we're seeing which aren't uh, aren't as pathogenic um we may have lost some of these uh, more disturbing elements which you've just described i mean essentially that's a whole new um pathophysiological mechanism you just laid down on the table there um right mm, is there Somewhere else we should go to um, explore that further. Um, well, again, this is something I just discovered a few days ago and just posted that. Mm. Uh, I will be looking farther into it, but this is this is the evidence that is happening. So, yeah. Then, then the other the other question is: Is it happening with gene transfection? Once, once the spike is being translated in the cell, um, I would, I would take. Well, that would be very easy to determine. We could just do some tests, and I would like those tests to be done. So, mm -hmm. yes, it would be very easy to determine if this is happening through transfection. 
Yeah, that's one thing to say. It should be easy to be done, but is, are, are people going to be stepping up? I mean, just just look what's happened around um, the plasmid contamination, and just you know, you 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 would think under normal circumstances, a finding that has been reproduced across independent laboratories would pique science scientists and labs' interest to look at this type of um, work, but no, there's a very, very um, oppressive environment about that at a, um, let's just say an institutional level. Um, I, kind of, I kind of hoped that uh, Philip Buckholtz's involvement would ease the way, but I know he's under tremendous pressure from... Um, his institute, basically. <laughs> you, you can't just go testing that stuff. You've got to, you, you're have you supposed to put in um, IRB requests, etc. Can we do these um, experiments? And, you know, the, the institutional lockdown that they've managed to achieve is, um, it's impressive. Frightening, but... Um, impressive in its own right so oh yes terrifyingly impressive mm. it's it's almost like you know this is simply how it will be this is simply what is and there's no discussion on the matter mm. Mm. so that is in itself obviously extraordinarily anti-scientific but it's also obviously tyrannical and when you have anti-science and tyranny combined, mm. it's, it's a very, very difficult environment to get anything done. Yeah, which is, you know, it's, it's we've had an abject lesson in just um, how much power they can wield. And, you know, that it, it sort of slots into, um, obviously, you, you saw the stories about how Fauci was getting into Langley but uh, was doing. Oh, I saw that. Right to <laughs> to steer the course of the origins uh, papers. Right, I saw that. I mean, but is anything being done about it? No, no. It's no. just it's of the. Not. I I, I want to thank uh, Qwerty on my Discord for um, the the phrase "calling down the mark." It's a um, it's an expression that. You know, once if you've been um, taken in, so like like a con game basically, and you've been milked by I don't know, good-looking chick as uh, you know, butted you up, etc., and you find that you've your wallet's missing, your watch, etc., and then what they do is is um, they they rather than you acting on you know your obvious. Uh, rage that would occur they try to just bring you down slowly and they'll feed you little bits of information and it's called calling you down and these these little information drops like oh wow um fauci doing the institutional rounds but doing it secretly but that's saying that what that's saying is to all the people that have still maintained an interest in this i ah, see you were right and then it gets forgotten and um the the, the number of people that maintain interest and keep wanting to investigate the pool just gets smaller and smaller it's it's incredible um 
I want to say crowd management, um, dissident management, I guess, is a way of describing it. Well, it's more than that. And then it's to take those that remain and fractionate them against each other. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's that's the other. Um, which that, which you're it. seeing um, play out in real time. So I, I can give you a really what's happened in like the last couple of weeks or so, which was um, Philip Buckholtz again. So he he, he obviously you know you know kevin kernan found the plasmids first and then yes. it got replicated and and then eventually um philip goes to speak in a um i guess a, i don't know what you call it in the u.s senate hearing for his state etc he's speaking to and um he gives a he, he's not emphatic enough about the um how terrible vaccines are and in a lot of people's minds, and I saw this playing out in real time, he'd failed some type of purity test, despite him actually coming up and delivering the goods with respect to the data and this um, this contamination issue. And I, I was, you know, I was sort of going around in real time putting out files. I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa slow down, man. <laughs> just right. And then did you see this? Is this true? I saw, um, I, I wasn't sure who it was, but a very prominent um, member of the scientific community said that the head of Drastic no longer believes the lab leak theory. I saw. Oh, no, that that's, um, are you talking about Jay? And, yes. Uh, yeah, this was quite some time ago. And yeah, there was a sub stack that was put out and, you know, Jay is trying to, well, his, his theory has to have lab origin baked into it because he wants to say that every breakout case of severe disease would be the consequence of exposure to infectious clones, right? So, and he then tries to take the idea of um, swarms and a sort of a, a bunch of mathematical heuristics that have been tried to use to buttress that idea that um, there's high mutation rate. That high mutation rate is a constant, and as such, the virus would mutate away such that it can't passage and maintain a chain of infection and it's a case of letting um theory blind you to real world um data and it, it it's common in um science for that to happen um it's a kind of category error um but yes i agree uh the the article and jay wasn't part of drastic at that point he somehow managed to piss off all the people in in there at that time and um but he managed to but what he tried to do was ingratiate himself with um people who would say that there um there is no virus and he was trying very hard to play to that audience i don't know as a at the time, whether it was just a a means of trying to gain an audience and support, and 
um, they didn't buy what he was selling either. And so he's, he's sort of out on his own now sort of and points to a number of um, fellow dissidents, I guess, for want of a better well, that, you know, and, and that's true. And that, that sort of, you know, I have in the past uh, almost four years of my work, I have had people support i have had people support me all along i've had people support me at moments i've had people not support me at moments mm -hmm. and yet everyone seems to be as you mentioned about jay wanting to be part of some group some agenda some overarching purpose i'm simply researching i am studying i am observing and i'm reporting my results i have no agenda I have no group I want to impress or not impress. Oh, but I have do, no... don't you know now you're part of the Scooby-Doo by uh, continuing to uh, promulgate the idea that the <laughs> SARS, SARS infection can have, uh, well, what do you call it? Trans these transpositional disease mechanisms that... Uh... <laughs> that in in his mind that makes it so that you're um you're you're helping build a prison around which it's impossible to escape and it it helps usher in the security state now i, I... oh well I, I disagree completely i think it means that there it's ways to find treatments to combat it i don't see it i i mean i don't see it that way at all i see the more we understand the better we can treat Especially if it is lab created, then we really need to treat it before it it wreaks more havoc. So I completely see it in a very different light. I think the more we understand, the more we know, the more we see what it's doing. As you say, we can stop it from going to the nucleus. We can stop it from being deposited into a. You know, I don't see it that way. So is that what some people are saying about my work? That it's that it's meant to? No, I see it as complete opposite. That allows us to free ourselves from it by devising ways to deal with it because it is there. Yeah. So to anyone at this point who would be trying to look at these, you know, complex disease mechanisms. Look, man, it took me, what, 20, 30 minutes to just fill in my mind what you were talking about there. Right. Yeah, I'm so, I apologize, but I was just taken aback at the beginning. It's like Kevin is saying that uh, I would bring him a paper that doesn't reference what I'm talking about. Well, it's, I, it's, I thought it's, I'd gone to some sort of a twilight zone or something mm, like but that. It's, it's, it's a, um, it's, you know, these are complex um, mechanisms at play, right? And so the, the, the more that you, so the ideation that's emerging is, is that the, the, from this group, and we can put Jay at the sort of, center of that as he seems to have been the most vocal is that by exploring this continuing to um publish sub stacks um make streams you're inculcating in the minds of people that this this whole series of events was real and so his one of his axioms is that there was no um pandemic as such there were a few key locations they took infective clones seeded into a population so you got a few sentinel cases um it's uh it's basically a process that was described by james giordano i don't know if you know who he is um he's uh i've heard the name but i i don't know his work 
or if I do, I don't know his name. Yeah, he's so very much. I may know his work, but not in the context of his name. He's a he's a bio warfare um, luminary. Let's put it that way. He's he paints himself as being um, an expert in ethics and um, you know what's the right way and wrong way to approach these technologies right it's it's a case of they exist so we have to you can't just put your head in the sand and ignore them and so how how can how can the u.s as a power actor best defend and best utilize these tools that are emerging with um, respect to biotechnology and that aside um what he 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 describes this process of being able to um punk whole populations by seeding in a couple of areas and then letting the internet and rumor um do its best to to well, I, mean, I, I think that's that's um you know i mean what can i say i i think that that's i don't think that's the case um, I think it definitely was a pandemic, is a pandemic. I think it's the response is what should be criticized, mm. not the fact that there was, is a pandemic. So I think, you know, to, to go around and say, well, there was no, that that's ridiculous. It's like saying there was a game of golf played, but if you take away the golf ball, then there was no, no, there was still a game of golf played. If you take away the golf ball at the end, that doesn't mean that the game wasn't played before. Mm. So I I think that that is, it, 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 it's, it's, in my mind, preposterous. I mean, of course, there wasn't is a pandemic. It's the response that is tyrannical. The response is completely wrong. It, what? And I would say this to Jay because I do respect him. Is that it doesn't matter. These actors who want to implement these, as you say, prison, and I agree with you. If it's not SARS-CoV-2, it's going to be something else. It, well, it, that, that's it's, that's the argument that they that they would put forward. So um, it's better to just ignore all and believe in your mind that it's impossible to make a naturally spreading, or not naturally spreading. That's the wrong way of a a pathogen that can maintain chains of infection in such a way that it can impact populations at a large scale and in a rapid amount of time. And well, it does, but it, it's, again, it, it obviously does, but it's the response. Mm. So I, I, I think I think he's conflating two different issues. Um, and, and I do, I, I, and for those I know who are suffering terribly from long COVID and, and other uh, SARS-CoV-2 and spike protein, um diseases i i think it's a slap in the face to them to say that it never happened and that it mm. you know i completely disagree i think what needs to be looked at is the response and that is topsy-turvy um i think in my opinion i think all of those who are in um national security and bioterrorism this is their greatest failure in my opinion because if their job is to identify biological and bioterrorist and bio-warfare threats, that they have failed the greatest test of their careers. Mm. Completely. Or, or, or they um, they pulled off the greatest success of their careers. So if you so I've I've made the argument that hmm. at some level, 
they understood from the molecular to the tissue to the organism to the social to the i don't know the structures the entities that we make that we organize right. around and could line all of that up so that they could fire and get a result that they were they were looking for right and it was and again i don't know who you look at there there are multiple threat actors on the on the radar um, well i like francis boyle hmm. yeah and he is he and i you know at least last time i spoke with him agree that it is absolutely a bioweapon hmm. so there's no question about that because yeah. i think people misunderstand the purpose of bio, the bioweapon as francis is to discombobulate the society yeah, because you you say bio warfare to people, and they think, well, where's where's the um, stacked corpses? And well, well actually, that's the whole point. To... It's not about that. It's about the discombobulating a society, which it certainly has achieved. Mm. So it's not about stacked. I think people have a very wrong idea about bio warfare. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it, it you know sort of like um you know to, you know the lord when you know that that would be too much of a show of my power to simply you know you know give us give us some new stone tablets yeah. laser engraved and uh made right. out of... <laughs> or, 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 or as or as or as jesus said you know it'd be too 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 big a show of my power to simply do as you command and make the, you know mm. again to these people who think they are god it'd be too big of a show of power to simply stack up the court that's no no no, no. they're not going to be able to to form things the way they want. I think we're both looking at things, but I'm looking at it at a very different angle than they're looking at it. But I think we're looking at the same thing. Yeah, I, think the, it's a, I mean, yeah, you have to ask the question of who who has that power to do that. Um, well, certainly not. I mean, certainly no one good, or at least it's. Right. <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> We can establish that about their motives. Uh, they're yeah, less, sure. less than you benign. Can be certain of that. <laughs> yes. um, so um, yeah, the, and so you know the you know ac there's accusations being thrown at myself and um, Charles, and that we're all uh, we were all colluding and being part of this um, uh, th theatrics that was pulled at the beginning to um to establish these or, or get the foot in the door to start establishing these tyrannical systems um i i'm very much in your but that's completely not you nor the purpose of drastic at all mm. but in, in you, his mind think? is and that's that's Wait, whose mind jay's and he's he's the one that's sort of going around and and so because he was associated and in that um, environment and um, you know then there's the issue of him just sort of knifing Charles in the back with respect to uh, getting a position at CHD um, so he sort of he's worked himself into a position where um, he can continue to promulgate this idea and um, but it, it basically boils down to if you believe that there's such a thing as biowarfare, that they can make the manipulation and they understand at a fundamental level what these things are, then you're, you're giving yourself over to 
their control mechanisms. Personally, I think that's absurd, but... Um, I, I mean, that, 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 that's an impossible catch-22, and it's completely illogical, and, and, and you know, it, it, it's all too... It, if anything, it, it, it provides what they want, that sort of thinking. Yeah. It's not real. It's mm. all constructed. Mm. It's not real. It's all a construct. Because you have to believe that. It's not real. There is a virus called SARS-CoV-2. There is a spike protein. It is pathogenic. People have died. People are sick. People may get sicker. People are getting sicker. The excess death rates are through the roof. And for I think it's very irresponsible for that to be said. And, uh, you know, uh, as far as Jay, I had a wonderful working relationship with Jay uh, before... Um, last year when one day he simply said with no explanation that he didn't he did you know maybe he did this with everyone's work but he goes he goes i don't know about your work anymore didn't explain just said i don't know and offered no explanation mm. and i never heard from him again but i have a great respect for him and his work and we had made a lot of we've had many great uh discussions on live stream and it was wonderful working with him but all of these things you're saying is not what he was talking about when i was speaking with him so this is all different yeah it's um well like i said i don't know i don't know um the motivation reasoning i can i can have guesses one one is that you you don't it's a case of sort of denial that um that there could be such dark elements and better better to think that if if those dark elements are there that they basically are just um shadows and uh, incapable of actually doing any real harm um i'm i'm not convinced of that um I've, i'm not either obviously mm. um, but but i think I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Well, I was just going to say, uh, but as like as I said earlier, as as a consequence of you continuing to study this and to pull out um, mechanisms, you're continuing to um, blind people to the obvious truth, which is that uh, none of it was real. It was just a ruse to get um, gene transfection into the toolbox and the uh, the ability to essentially engage in mass testing right now and you know the mass testing hypothesis that comes from mark kulak um i'm it, it may be that um but well i i, I don't know have, have you seen the latest work from nystrom group in Sweden uh, I'm not sure what is it so they 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 were sort of instrumental in identifying amyloidogenic sequences in spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 now yes I remember that yes so you know this is that that's a sort of given around these um, pathogens and you know you, even within your body you have essentially what could be <laughs> considered amyloidogenic forming regions it's just well, isn't that rather convenient to say oh it never happened the, me the mechanisms are real 
And I think that it's actually more serving quote unquote dark purposes to say that they weren't. So I think that that is, you know, a, a, a way to just, you know, use a magic wand and just say, Oh, it never happened. It's not real. I, I mean, do you think that's true? Right. Well, I think, I think, I think it's serving dark purposes, like you were saying. And so you have, you have to ask then, well, why suddenly the, um, shooting in the back of people who have been working very hard to try and um, understand what these disease mechanisms are, these attack vectors, and why um, we should we should be very resistive to um, this shift in technology, where you would put in a labile vector, you know, an, an expression product that has um, no. That's a whole separate issue, and it is an issue. But that's that's a I I I don't think you can tie again. It's this politicization of a virus that is mind-boggling to me because no one seems to, or increasingly fewer people seem to care what is actually happening. Because again, how can you say? that it never happened when and these things aren't happening when the excess death rates and all cause mortality are through the roof. Okay, so that's a, that's another um how should we say foundation upon which they're trying to rest this argument that every death count that we see is a consequence of iatrogenic assault in hospitals and um People, people were killed because of venting. No, I'm talking about the, the the excess death rate, not the. No, I'm talking about the deaths from cancer, the deaths from heart disease. So yeah, but they they, they they won't take that into account, right? So you can you but can. But that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Do you agree with them? No, no, it's it's oh uh, good. Absurd. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely absurd. Look, were, were people thing. killed in hospitals with um, protocols and stuff? Well, I mean, uh, again, some may have been. Mm. But that doesn't rule out the excess deaths that are occurring from this. Again, I, you can't say it's just one or the other. That's like you know. It, it, well, so so then it shifts. Choice. It shifts towards the the wow. ex, excess deaths are just from um, the vaccination. Well, uh, that's some again. It's not just one or the other. Some probably are, and some are from natural infection from the spike i mean again it's I, why is everyone trying to make these ridiculous black and white statements which is also incredibly unscientific mm -hmm. and simply not true mm -hmm. it's not one or the how can anyone with a scientific mind or any reasonable mind say it's either a or b well because that's ridiculous again i think it's security blanket type thinking that you you want there to oh my gosh is it really that they really are going so it's going all out to say nothing to see here nothing happened nothing is happening and if you and believe if anything it is happening it's simply a, a mistake of of of, of uh, accounting and if you believe it you're promulgating this delusion um and well that's isn't that convenient yes <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that bloody convenient? Yes. And the uh well, this is very illuminating. Um this is a very illuminating discussion. I can't believe so this is what people are thought. Wow. I mean, I, I think I, I I can't I, I can't I mean again I'm not surprised. 
So, you know, well, let, let me, let I, me... I am... Let me give you another little insight here into how yes, they're, how they're thinking. Okay, so um, you, you know Charles, obviously, and yes, um, he put everything right. He took his expertise, right, which is an expertise that is extremely rare on the ground, which is a career's worth long careers worth of understanding biowarfare, how 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 to go about it, how to document it, how to strategize with it, etc. All 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 this talent stack that Charles brought to the table. And Charles being um, you know, someone of high, high integrity and, you know, in his mind, it his mission and training kicked in once this all started um as it should have as, as it should have and we're yes. people should be eternally grateful for the effort that charles has put in now the simple fact is is that because of all the effort that charles did put in um it put him into a very very difficult situation that situation really? oh yes financially and um and jay um by basically stabbing him in the back um whilst he was he came to visit with me when i came to visit the us um compounded that problem exponentially because uh, jay, uh charles lost funding from children's health defense and charles had got jay this job at children's health defense um, oh my! And you know the you know that, the long and short of it was um, Jay was essentially going not to RFK but the um, the publishers of the book were saying, "Oh, that McCain, he's too uh, he's too he's too edgy, he's too uh, he's too racist, whatever, right?" And um, the uh, and so what he did do, he said, "Look, Charles being on this with him is uh, is a detriment to." Uh, RFK's book, even though Jay had done many streams with me, and like I said, we know all this had gone on. Jay's gone and lied publicly about what happened, etc., and basically defaming Charles. And look, Charles, Charles got was in a real, real tight spot, and this was impacting on his personal life, and etc. And you know, I was Terrifying. in a, yeah, and I was in a position where I just said, you know what, dude. <laughs> um, you need you need to stop and um are you coming to japan i'm for i'm forcing you to take a break right and i i brought him over here and um put him up in a little um you know like these business you know self self contained units et cetera just down the road near the train station and um in their mind so this and this is uh folly adieu between Jay and um, Mark Kulak is that um, that was evidence of there being some con not contrived but uh, this network that was already in place at the beginning of the pandemic that had a um, background working relationship and any anything that was sort of emergent on onto the internet 
in those past years was um, all contrived and all um, all part of something being orchestrated by higher higher up whatever we know they're shadowy groups but that shadowy group was orchestrating that and so me bringing Charles to Japan and just getting him here and just getting him fed properly and um, you know for proper sleep and wake cycle and just you know uh, what's the saying a change is as good as a I can't remember but he needed it right and he's gone back he's firing on all cylinders now he, he's in much better right. spot and um but in in jay's mind and mark's mind <laughs> this was evidence that this was a um a, a contrived super network that was there to um confuse people about what it was that we were dealing with and um and this is the degree to which they're, I, don't know, I would, I would call it paranoid, delusional type thinking. I would just call it delusional. I mean, it's just to me. I mean, again, I have never seen. Okay, I love medical research. It is one of the great passions of my life. I have loved it since I was seven years old, and. That's all I'm here for, is to research a virus. And it is fascinating to me. And the more we understand about it, the better we can treat it. And the better we can deal with whatever pathologies it causes. And I think to look at truth as a prison maker is utterly, I mean, it's beyond ridiculous. It's laughable. I mean, to me, the whole, it's just it, it, it's such an artificial construct to simply say, oh, well, you know, if you it, it, it is exactly promulgating that very prison by saying, oh, it's not real. We have the truth. You must do as we say, because this is the new truth to replace the old. No, truth is truth. What is, is, as my Twitter has said from day one, and which my mother taught me when I was five years old, what is, is. So to have all these shell games with semantics and with perspectives is completely dishonest. It hurts everyone, and it hinders the ability to find solutions to very real problems because people are getting turbo cancers. Does no one listen to McCullough? Does no one listen to any of the other great minds who are detailing what is happening? And to simply say, oh, it's an accounting error? I mean... Well, and then, and then uh, on top of that has come this, uh, another purity test where... Unless, if you're not talking about childhood vaccination schedules every time you're on stream, the fact that we would have done a stream, you know, with a novel pathogenic mechanism that, you know, again, I had to, I had to work hard to wrap my head around that one. It, the fact that we do not, in the same stream, talk about childhood vaccination schedules in the US means that we must be part of this. Um, but that's ridiculous. Mm. I, I'm here to talk about the 
the pathogenesis of the pathology of a virus, not about, you see, this again, that's the very point. Are we scientists or are we political advocates? Now, I'm not saying you can't be both, and I'm not saying that people should have a political agenda. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you can't tie everything. It's like saying, well, today we're talking, we're going to do a cooking show and we're going to cook with citrus. That'd be the thing, well, why didn't you bring up broccoli? It's a, you know, I mean, it, 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 you see what I'm saying? No, that's a, that's actually a perfect a metaphor and um, the... Huh? Just, just you know, do you have a cooking show? You're going to do this set of ingredients, right? You're not going right. to uh, halfway through making your uh, gratin uh, start right. start making. I don't know. Uh, you're the you're the cuisine expert, right? You're not going to start. You're not going to make an olive tapenade. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, it's just it's it's just not appropriate. You can't talk about everything, you know, and then you lose focus, and then everything is meaningless. It's an inflation of truth which means there's no truth so mm. everything needs to be you know i believe which is why i say what did you want to talk you know i i guess i'm old-fashioned i like to focus on something and devote my attention to it now i'm not saying you shouldn't talk about if you want to talk about childhood vaccination schedules then fine but it has nothing to do with the context of a viral fragment mm. at least maybe it does in some big picture but not in the context of this discussion of pathology of a virus and its proteins. So, I mean, again, I'm not saying if people want to discuss that, and I think people should discuss those, and here we are talking about vaccination, (laughs) but if people want to do that, then they should. But it should be something that is part of a relevant discussion. So it'd be like you know, it'd be like you're having a a, a a a a murder trial, and someone says, "Well, let's bring in this traffic." I mean, not that it's not serious as a trap, but you know, it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's discussing something completely irrelevant to the case. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but in in this, uh, and like I say, it's very um, odd watching it sort of emerge. And you know, the look, it's the, sad. The, the no virus. Uh, I would call that a psychological operation from the beginning. Look, if you're if you're dealing in um, this type of warfare, um, of course you're going to want to try and seed the narrative so that a whole bunch of people go off on a tangent and think there's no there's no such thing as viruses, right? That just suddenly takes yeah, care of a whole whole bunch of the, yeah, it's like, the yeah. internet. <laughs> but then you know that's only got legs for so far uh, so far down the road that you need to go. So then you need to start boosting things like well, let's let's go back and look and say and what happened right at the beginning. Why did we why did we see the increase in all cause mortality? And then right. we can say um, it must be all the um, protocols being changed right at the beginning by diktat from on high. And yeah, I, I, I don't have any um, doubt that that was a factor because again, at the time we had that. Um, but that's not going to cause 26 year olds to drop dead mm. of a arrhythmia. I'm sorry, no protocol change four years ago is going to cause a 26 year old to drop dead of an arrhythmia, mm. but not you know, possible. 
it's it was all um it was all protocol and the there wasn't any circulating I think I'm vomit. are you really yeah yeah That's... and it was all uh all a illusion a trick you know put your attention over here and whilst they go about um and look i i think you can walk and chew gum and talk about um totalitarian dictatorships and globalization and destruction of nation state all that you can do that as well as trying to understand the fundamentals of the uh the weapon that was used in this instance and of course and of course but in this instance you must if you're not talking about the fact that pcr was abused um the, well it was mm, well yeah but that um, doesn't change yeah again you can you can have two th you know it's like you know you can have diabetes and um multiple sclerosis it's not mm. like it's not one or you know mm. it, it, pcr definitely was abused but that doesn't change the fact that the spike protein is a very clever bioweapon it's incredibly dangerous mm. so yeah. it doesn't change that fact well it does so, in, it does in jay's mind and the problem is is like i say he's um weaseled his way in um well you know off the backs of others literal judas five and um why wouldn't they then start boosting that because you can it moves people away from looking at these programs you you can be absolutely sure that whatever even if these organizations were punked as well right the fact that they would be involved in those types of programs is gonna have the operaborium of the public just come on come down on them like a ton of bricks so they're gonna go, they're gonna go into survival mode and they they're gonna still want to play that game of oh you know it no planes hit the towers type thinking and um all the time you're doing that you're not honing in on who could have been responsible and i i think the um, in the forensics of the molecular biology, the uh, understanding of the um, lawfare that was waged, you can find out or you can start getting a image of who or what did this. Now, what can we do about that? Probably not a whole lot. Um, right. except, except try to be aware of the risks um, don't get sucked in to what it is that they're um, they're trying to achieve and you know the, oh I certainly won't and non-compliance being a um, staple of where we where we should be treading as we as we move forward don't make it easy for them and absolutely you know, and, and in my mind, and uh, I, I, I think I can speak for you here, that um, understanding the mechanisms at this molecular level is incredibly important. And you know, you don't you don't dismiss you don't dismiss scientific data because you're trying to gerrymander in an ideological point. Or a political agenda. Mm. 
the or healthcare or any agenda for that matter. I mean, it's just very sad. I mean, I'm I, I'm not surprised. So, I mean, it's simply par for the course of these past four years. So, mm. I'm not surprised. Mm. I'm disappointed. I'm saddened, but I'm not surprised. Mm. Um, I will continue my work regardless. I will continue my work studying this virus and these proteins and my work studying obesity and now cancer, because if anything at this point, now having spent almost half a century studying medicine, the root of disease, I think will eventually be proven to be dysregulation. And I think keeping one's body in balance and i'm guilty of having my body out of balance lord knows um if i again if i had known then what i know now um i would be very different physically um but you know but they should man, be you've, talking got, about you've still got to live and everyone has to check out um, right the, the... right but 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 parents who let their kids become obese you you're giving them a life sentence. You're giving them a lifetime. Right now, we I don't think we can change it at the moment. Well, I know we can't at the moment, but you're giving them a permanently dysregulated metabolism, which will hurt them for the rest of their lives because there's no cure for obesity right now. Once your body crosses, no, they're not talking about that now, are they? Once you're all these kids who become the obesity epidemic, which is becoming more and more rampant with every passing day. Once the body passes over into the metabolism of obesity, it is permanently altered. And it will be a fight for the rest of that individual's life to simply do what a non-obese person can do without thinking, without putting a thought about calories, exercise, getting on the scale, you know, metabolic diseases like obesity and all of it, and all because you have to be taught how to eat, as with anything else. And parents are, and they are, they're not talking about that now, are they? Now, agreed, we need to talk about vaccinations, schedules, and all of this, but also we need to not, at least for those, the kids who are growing up, to not have them suffer and talk about a prison, the prison of obesity. And I know because I've dealt with it my entire life. So that caused me to research it. And I was not taught to eat correctly. And it has given me a lifetime of a permanently dysregulated metabolism that I have to fight every single day. Which someone who doesn't cross into that even think but there, there, there are multiple um, vectors that bring you to that point. Like I was skinny as a rake growing up, and I, you know, I was fit. I like sports, and but there are. But at some point, if you are obese, and at some point you crossed over into that metabolism. And for me, it was there were major insults at critical mm-hmm. times. So you know, at, at sort of like my peak physical peak in my 20s i got um whatever virus if it was epstein i don't know <laughs> but back then no no one knew 
you just got uh, right like i said if i knew then what i knew now i would right. not be obese right mm. exactly and so i had a you know long long recovery period and not getting back to normal i could never do exercise at the intensity i had to learn this um rhythm of uh you know not to crash right so to to, to do to try to keep active but not do it so you break down and then you're flatlined for weeks to build your energy back up and it's interesting you say insults because from what i'm researching childhood trauma can cause this metabolic dysregulation into obesity mm. having a, a traumatic insult you know mentally mm. can induce these transcriptional changes leading to obesity in the, and you might find this interesting and you might want to look at it into the in terms of in terms of what happens in the brain because trauma can affect transcription in the brain which can lead to obesity and if you look at the if you review the cases of of, of people who become obese a lot of times you can point to traumatic incidents which altered the individual and led into this this dysregulated metabolic state and yeah so keeping kids happy is important i mean not to take away from anything that has happened in your life or my life or anyone's life but yeah it, it's important that kids have a happy normal i mean i don't want to sound like you know a cliche but it's true so that keeping children away from trauma and i mean sometimes you can't as a parent dies or you know there's things that can't be avoided but well but what just, we can just think do... how much that has rippled through the system right now right and you know covid orphans was is a thing right yes and that's going to this this will cause mark my words this will cause another increase in obesity and probably many other long-term chronic diseases of adulthood um just need to nuke a bot in uh and i have like about five more minutes because two hours was uh was my limit for tonight since it's almost 11 here but this has been a fabulous conversation as always uh yeah and um i apologize and i, I hope you have me back sorry for, uh, <laughs> just uh, i literally I rolled out of bed and like, like i said i had to get uh, my caffeine and nicotine levels up but um well i i i hope you'll have me back I hope oh, of course dude being... <laughs> oh good i hope i being frustrated early on did you? no 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 <laughs> no um that's that's on me um but no I, it, i've got to go and just look at that literature and um please do because i'd be very curious as to your being a you know a neuroscientist i'd be very curious as to well, your, I mean, your thoughts on that i i would i would just say that um that the type of mechanism you're describing is going to, if it's happening in somatic cells and we've got a neurotropic element, then that obviously can um, impact uh, neural cells, et cetera, and pick your, pick which one you want to focus on. And the, um, the, well, I, I guess the light at the end of the tunnel here is just, it's it's a target that could be focused on about nuclear membrane support and if absolutely 
I don't know. I, I'm a bit sort of Well, leery. vitamin D, again, here we go back to vitamin D. That seems to be nuclear membrane. It seems to support the nuclear membrane. Mm. And it helps those with, again, another parallel. It mm. helps those with HGPS. It helps those exposed to the spike protein and those with SARS-CoV-2. There's yet, a, even in treatment, there are parallels with HGPS. Mm. So I think it's something that needs to be explored further. And I mm. think it's important. Yeah. And I think it will help us. So again, I, I completely disagree with my work being something to cause. It, it, it's not to cause a prison. It's to free us from the prison. Oh, but you've, you've done it now, Walter. The fact that we even discussed it just means that now you're going to be up on the the board of uh, shame. <laughs> well, because I because I'm no. Well, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm a very ultimately I'm a very simple man. Mm. I love to research and you know to quote one of my heroes from all of this is john campbell i don't know if you know him yeah i do uh, nurse campbell though is uh I, it took me a long time for my rage to die down as he um just sucked down the, <laughs> the corporate well he but he got out of it he yes. redeemed himself yes yes he did and but you know at the time i was just like ah. well at the time but you know what i had something in my mind I, I reserve judgment because I go, he'll figure it out. Not as fast as you or I did, but he'll, and he did. So that's why he became a hero, you know, because now he is speaking truth and speaking, you know, how could I, you know, mm. and so many people, I think so many people really are sorry for having been, you know, again, not to make an excuse, but learning the truth and living the truth. I guess the same thing is sort of, you know, like, um, you know, as, as, as Jesus, you know, as Jesus said, it's not that you didn't live the truth when you were younger, but that you eventually come to live the truth and learn the truth. So, it's, you know, I can't throw someone out because they were blinded by the very effective propaganda that blinds most everybody. But he was able to overcome it and is now putting out very good content and i think it's wonderful mm. yeah he's um he's treading through that minefield carefully enough pretty that, well and you know there's a pretty big audience that's following him and hopefully they will follow down where that leads and you know eventually look my goal is that they've got it you've got to get people into the space where you're dealing with bioweapons programs and we either yes. we either dismantle those now yes or we we will be really really screwed and it's going to happen again it's going to be worse yeah well, I, I, absolutely before you leave I, I want to leave you mm -hmm. with the nystrom stuff so um oh, okay just I, I can do it real quick let me just share the screen um so um, we have this issue around amyloidogenic uh, peptides and the, um, the issue there is that we have been transfecting these sequences into um, individuals. So it's part of the, um, the spike protein. Um, it's... It's a hidden epitope, not not, not a hidden epitope. It's, it's it's an epitope that's been identified as being amyloidogenic that, that came mm -hmm. out very early on, right? And 
this sort of honed in that okay we we've got these um epitopes they're problematic and they're um if you're dealing with a lab agent that's got this uh increased uh tissue tropism this this could be problematic and what what Nystrom has found is that one sequence in particular is specific for catalyzing the conversion of prion protein into the scrapey form. And we're at, we're at this impasse now. Either those epitopes are everywhere and that catalysis can happen. It's, it's a, a common occurrence that your body has to deal with and come into contact with on an almost daily or, or you know, multiple it's frequent frequent yeah yeah. the the there are mechanisms there and um the disease pathway is such that you don't really have to worry about it right you know but this is accelerated well so the, the 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 issue we have here is that okay you have amyloidogenic um peptides this is and you know it's i know the history of this work and where it's come from and where it's sort of leading to and the primary rationale or thinking is is that the peptide itself is is formed and then it undergoes some transformation misfolding that that then allows it to oligomerize and start causing these um, uh, cascades right. right right and and propagate in this instance self propagate self self propagating yeah. yes. self and in this instance, what we have here is it's not it's not a whole peptide. It's a peptide sequence that will happen that will, that's there. And if you splinter the uh, the spike protein, it's going to become its concentration is going to build up in the cell. And prion protein essentially is in every organ system, including central nervous system. And so it's going to essentially cause the conversion to the scrapey protein, prion protein. And in this instance, our understanding at this point is is that there's essentially like a spectrum of lethality, I guess, or, or, or disease impact. And prion protein, scrapey form, is understood to be incredibly toxic. It, it's at the very far end of the the spectrum with respect to um, the pro- the disease it could cause and its transmission. Well, yes, to- and we know that through the through the through the uh, hospital instruments, just one mm. one can can cause one scrapey protein. Yes, can cause lethal disease. Just one. We know that from the hospital um, instruments that we have. Did, we, transmitted did, we did a stream it. about this. And, you know, I was, yes. I, I was saying, you know, it's sort of axiom in neuroscience. There's no safe dose. And no, so, so it does. And, and this, this abstract just confirms everything that we've both been saying for years. And there is a, and up until this abstract, we didn't know that there was a prion protein specificity in that no, amyloidogenic sequence. But now. But we both, you and I both wrote independently finding that it, did cause self-propagation of amyloid. Mm. So, yes. Remember, I got 
banned from Twitter for saying that the spike is the amyloid. Remember that. That's the tweet that got me. It's true, but that's the tweet that got me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I said the spike is the amyloid. And that's um, that was uh, the landscape of where I ran into the censorship. Right. You couldn't if you were mentioning this disease aspect, boom, you, you were getting shut down straight away. And, you know, you know, whether I chose the right way to sort of um, counteract that, I don't know. But the the um, but the fact is now we have some confirmation. It's preprint, but I'll send you the please uh, do. Please grab the. Link. Um, but we have some Thank confirmation you. now that it it is prion specific and so suddenly the the public health response which essentially forced people to get this exposure suddenly takes on a very very dark um Tone, and oh, to say the least, unfortunately. And I would, and you can look, you can search for that sequence, etc. It's completely novel. Um, it's not, it's not been found. There's no close matches with any other viral peptides, etc. And um, but it's there, and it 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 either means that everyone has been or, or not everyone a, a good proportion of people have been exposed and we now don't know what the we can make predictions somewhat educated guesses but um it could be a devastating um assault i don't know what else to call it um but yeah, it's there. It's emerging in the literature now. And um, you were right, Walter. Um, Unfortunately, and, we both were right. And I, like I said, I don't know what else. But you thank can, you. We can do no, I'm not happy about it at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's concerning. And again, if we're dealing with bioweapons programs, Someone's responsible. Someone. I'm I sorry. think we know one of the members who's responsible. Mm. Yeah, I've got Mr. A, F. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of uh, individuals and groups, and uh, that I could point uh, my blame stick at. Um, well, I'm going to delve into this and 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 study it, and if and I will write a post on it, and uh, I'm going to give you a wonderful thank you. Uh, when I tweet tomorrow, because this has been, a, as always, a wonderful conversation. And thank you, as always, for having me on. No, you're welcome. And and uh, when I have some uh, some more, we can talk some more. I'm looking. I, I promise it won't be as long because it's been far too long. Um, mm -mm. Life happens, and I I was in an, an automobile wreck, and I lost my oh, car. No and fortunately, no one was hurt, and it wasn't my fault. Thank goodness, because my insurance won't go up. Mm. And uh, but. Uh, you know, no one was hurt. Um, it was enough. No one was going very quickly, but I had to get a new car and then my phone digitizer. I had to get a new phone. And so it's just been a lot of stuff. But now life is back on track. So. Okay. Okay. That's good news. So, so I will 
wish you a wonderful day. It's about pleasant 11, evening to you. Here. Um, and a good evening for me, I hope. And uh, blessings as always to you and your family. Thank you. And uh, let's talk soon. Yes, yes. Um, well, like I say, if you've got questions about, uh, you're, you're going to get just pulled in and put on the wall of shame now. So. That's fine. I don't care. If you, I am me, and I will keep working. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I'm glad you're out there working, dude. Many people, and you, and likewise, sir. Mm. So let's again, let's talk soon, and have a wonderful day. Yes, yes. Take care. Ciao. All right, folks, there you go. Um, let me try and bring these papers up again. Um, like I say, I, it took me a, a little bit to sort of grok what was going on here, but um, the, well, if I was to sum it up uh, as a, a, a gestalt, the, this assault on the nuclear membrane is part of the long-term pathophysiology. It's key to... Um, accelerated aging. This is something that Walter has been talking about for many a year now. And this um, accelerated aging can be a, how would you say, a um, kind of nebulous uh, concept, right? What What is aging? Whereas here we have, you know, people say, oh, it's oxidative stress, your telomeres are um, shortening, etc. But here we actually have a, you have a model system in Prejuria where you have this accelerated aging and this um, nuclear membrane breakdown seems to be um, uh, key. And again, um, we should all be very grateful that there's people like Walter out there who's, like I said, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have focused on, on it. Um, and, you know, I'm, we have to be thankful for people who are stepping up to the plate uh, despite slings and arrows and continuing to bring this to the the public. Um, let me just see. I want to say I saw Monkey King sent a dino. Thank you. Much, much appreciated. And um, I want to say thank you to... Uh, Um, thank you to Anon, uh, Carl, uh, Laura, Gina, Mag. Um, much, much appreciated. Um, helps keep uh, the doc in the fight. And, you know, <laughs> take away from this what you can. And, um, you know, if I, was, if I was to just give some advice, just, just try to be healthy, man. Um, I get it. We all have our vices, but... Um, you know, just, uh, you know, you don't have to smoke the whole pack of cigarettes in one day <laughs> and try to cut it in half at least. All right. Let me just, um, see sheep go baba says herpes causes amyloids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does. And, you know, if, if you wanted my pre pandemic opinion about the, idiopathic neurodegeneration i would i as i'm not a betting man but i would have put a lot of chips on herpes as being a um primary player 
in in that space um the neurotropic pathogens outside of that mm. i would have yeah my gut instinct would have just been to focus on herpes because it's so prevalent it's it does cause these issues and um but now we're in a, a different world then somehow something was capable of making the computation to work out how to come up with a prion specific amyloidogenic peptide and embed it in there such that okay you can you can pick that out algorithmically but you don't know how amyloidogenic it is and which particular prion pathway it could go down and now we know um it, it would be nice to see uh, more studies looking at this but the the simple fact is that because they've gene transfected everyone with this peptide sequence i think you will find a lot of resistance in the um, in the scientific community, no one will want to touch it, which is a shame. Um, but it is what it is, All right? So, um, let's see, let's scroll back here. Let's go to the top. Um, I've been ignoring corporate medicine for twenty five years. I've worked in it. Yeah. Um, Danger Mouse says I'm with Walter on Campbell. Um, yeah, look. Um, you know, I have my own peccadillos, etc., and um, my own purity tests. And you know, when I when I saw when I saw the push that he made, the belief that he had in um, in the vaccines, um, I was. Skeptical and look, my my if I try and recall, mine was um, it may be a good thing. Wait and see. And um, as we found out more and more about the uh, the technology and the outcomes, um, it it very obviously wasn't, and uh, it didn't take me long to assess that situation. And the. And it, the, the same with um, Mabin, Dr. Mabin, um, and his his sort of goofy <laughs> approach of look, it just it's going to chew it up and show little epitopes on your uh, HLA molecules, and uh, every everything is perfectly uh, safe and benign. And I I I just had incredible frustration at that time. And have done for years because, you know, there's a sense of banging your head against the brick wall about trying to alert to this type of pathophysiology. Pathophysiology that would be a bioweaponeer's ultimate goal. That you can get in a stealth sequence that potentially targets an potentially has a long lead in time for when the um when the 
real burden, disease burden starts to happen. And, you know, you could make the argument that it's happening already. We're seeing, um, it, of course, it would play into um, cancers, etc. Um, and that's not including all the stuff that um, Christy talks about with lipid nanoparticles. All, all of this seems geared towards amplification of these types of very, I don't want to say ambiguous, they're complex. They're complex concepts for the lay public to grasp with. And so better to think that it's not real. Better to think that it was all uh, <laughs> all a Scooby-Doo and not think or adjust your defensive posture to this type of um, data. And what this type of data should tell you is, is that there's a threat actor out there that gives zero fucks about you and your loved ones, okay? They ain't playing by any rules, and they, they're looking to take lumps out of you. And that means you organize, you do, you do all the things that are necessary to um, make sure that you and yours get through the, whatever it is the, they're calling it, they've got planning, the, the population management, lick spittle management. Um, let's see, I don't believe anything a government says. My favorite answer is no. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Watched him during the pandemic, giving the data and being a medical professional. Trusted everything from the government and medical organizations to what he is doing now. Yeah, and look, you should be very, very skeptical of any infrastructure that allows for the emergence of this type of biology. And it, you know, it's a complex um, landscape to navigate. Uh, I think Dr. Dewey Cooey is doing fine. He's 52, does not own a house with three kids. Mr. Rixie sold his house. And Pro has a disability pension for military. Neither well off. I don't know what that means. Um, it's in response to I've been in Blanca Walk. 9-11 uh, was my wake up. I was 19 back then, but by the time I was 80... Something. Something eight. I was already researching JFK assassination. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see. No one cares what you have to say. This is the first time you've been in this chat. Your motivations really less than honourable. Okay. <laughs> I like a bit of aggro in the chat. Go on. How about it? Uh, let's see. Snow Summer says, I was apathetic until the vax mandates. Um, I have a decent antenna. Um, yeah, look, the, um, at any point where you're being forced to take a novel approach where even the most tuned in experts are struggling to articulate the issues around it and it's requiring whistleblowers um, aggregating disparate data sources to find the fingerprints of uh, the assault that has happened. And the, um, the sustained all-cause mortality is problematic. Three, four years into what we're dealing with, and who knows when it's going to um, settle down. 
let's see. Maybe the Depop agenda folks were right. Maybe. I, I can't I can't dismiss it when I see this. And um maybe and look it could be it could, two things can be true at the same time do they want to do testing and you know if they if they get to cull the herd a little bit or a lot um good on that you know, that's a result for them and it would be trying to find countermeasures to this type of um assault that would be paramount in their minds they've got the tools to deal with the acute stages of infections if doctors are allowed to do it in most cases they're probably going to pull you back from the uh, the brink provided you're somewhat healthy um, let's see yes was married to a nurse and I told her in 2008 to do everything to not get a flu shot um, look man I can't convince my mother to stop with flu shots but she's taken them for years he took them because my father had COPD. And um, see, other people with amyloid vaxxed or not vaxxed and which strain? Um, everyone has been exposed either via viral routes or via gene transfection routes. And I would say in these types of instances, um, you, you're in a paradigm of cumulative damage and so the less you get exposed to um these epitopes the better now i would make the argument that because we've co-evolved with these epitopes it's not it's not a it's not an unknown to the body your best chance is to use your body's own natural barriers and mechanisms and but once you've gone past that and you've squirted it into um, the body injected it into the body we know the lipid nanoparticle goes all over um, and there's no there's no safe dose to the emergence of prion protein none one as Walter was saying one is enough May take a little longer, but one is enough. Okay. Uh, did that, did that. Um, let's see, good energy stream. Look, it was complex. <laughs> like so the, I mean, I, I get it now, but the, I, I can I see why he was framing it in transposition and talking about um, Pejoria now, but um, that, was, that was hard work for me, just stumbling out of bed. Um, let's see, smoke, smoke, smoke. I've been sick in 50 years. Um, yeah, you stay healthy comfortably now. <laughs> your, your contributions to my electric bill are very, very much appreciated. Uh, Chris says, gives a thumbs up. Please do. Um, let's see, good advice, Doc. You've always tried to give us good advice. Yeah, and, you know, I was saying from the very beginning that you've, um, your best bet of dealing with this is... Um, your, your own health and I, I just had that from life experience of dealing with post-viral uh, conditions and you know 
It is what it is. But apparently uh, I'm part of a uh, international network of... Uh... <laughs> Alright, man. What the fuck is going on in that dude's brain? Um, let's see. So dysregulating interferon with B18R will cause more herpes, more amyloidosis. Uh, I'm not sure what B18R is in this instance, but um, yeah, the more the more amyloidogenic burden you have, the more chance you have of displaying well the the diseases associated with it. But the thing is, they're they're everywhere from above the neck to below the neck, um, and it will affect people differently. Um, see shit man better we know all this but holy shit we are fucked kids face a fucking mountain to go up before age five yeah yeah and just you know someone needs to be articulating this to stop that going into children sorry until we until we know otherwise um and even then i would just say well, hold your hold your horses there a little bit. There were no medium and long-term studies on VAX. Well, you're in those right now. You're the subject. Um, we're in a current state of war. Yes, I agree. EPV contagious if I had mono as a kid. Um, well, you can have reactivation of mono, and then you could be infective. Um, Space Force was by no means a chance. Yeah, look, again, I think there's... Uh, there was a lot of pre-positioning of pieces going on and they knew what was coming down the the pipeline uh, this i'm sure the 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 I, I don't like the phrase plandemic um but they knew to organize and get those pieces into position see ukraine is full of cia yes all the more reason to introduce these bastards to Corporal Chompy, the appliance shredder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, I don't have camera on. Sorry. Uh, I'd switch that off because of this. There we go. Hey. Um, let's see. LNP plus spike equals prion genesis. Potentially. It's not, again, be careful about speaking in absolutes. Does that mean that one exosome from one shedder is the same as getting a prion on a surgical instrument? That's a good question. Um, if, if, if you had a packaged up scrapey prion, and it was being shed, then, again, depending on the route and how it got in, could be just as, have the potential, just as much as they did, they found with medical instruments, reused medical instruments. Again, doesn't mean everyone's going to be a, a succumb, but some will. Um, look after your immune system, stay well, yes should make a real raccoon bunker there is one i'm in it uh let's see doc needs to go off to the legion of doom <laughs> alex jones was right um yeah to a degree but you know there's 
How useful is your information? It's all right if you're going to talk about um, totalitarian, fascist, whatever systems. But unless you can start peeling through the nitty-gritty and forthrightly calling out all who are suspect at the moment, then you're not really helping, right? If <laughs> you're just saying, oh, Scooby-Doo, that's fucking useless. That's non-actionable information. Identify the threat actors. Make sure that you understand the game that they play. Adjust your posture accordingly. Um, let's see. We'll toughen up Princess. It was all pre-packaged for our consumption. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, look. Dr. McComb can say pandemic, even though he doesn't. Uh, I don't know what that means. You could expand on that, Tim Pot Dictator. Um, I've, like I said, I don't like the phrase pandemic because it plays into the idea of um, nothing happening. It was all, all a mirage. And I'd, I don't think the medical data, scientific data, uh, the network analysis that has been done um, points in that direction. I think there was a very, very real swipe taken at people and the, um, the people who did it are still walking about. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see. Vaccine virus is the master host shaft. Many vaccine segments are used in the mRNA. That's true. I'd want to see the um, the analysis for that. Um, all right. I think I'm going to call it quits and uh, got tasks to do. Then going to play with the kids still wondering if prions can lead to tumors yes they can yes yes um you can just uh, uh the role of cellular prion protein in cancer biology it's everywhere <laughs> there you go like I say, I focus on the neurological neuroscience because that's where I feel comfortable talking. Drag me out into another body system like Walter did today. It's, it's going to stretch me to um, follow the logic and reasoning, right? Especially when it's rapid fire. Um, but I can, in my own wheelhouse... I'm very, very comfortable. I know where everything is and I can find it with my eyes shut, okay? But protein misfolding lies at the heart of so many disorders. It's not, it's not even funny. You, <laughs> you can go in, find a chronic condition, uh, a lethal condition, and you can find protein misfolding in, in much of it. All right, um, let's see. Unvaxxed are safe, always have been. Um, safer, I would say, safer. All right, I'm out of here.
Take care. God bless. See you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers! All them five. I like this guy. Send tech 45,000 to turn this and turn this. Let up! 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 Let